This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Celtic Lumos TV, the Pause and Bobbit podcast with your hosts, Mark and myself, Paul. This show is now sponsored by Manscaped Grooming for Men. Euro's best football is back this summer for the Euros. Avoid a marathlady bush in your midfield and clean up your midsection with Manscaped. Proud sponsors of Celtic Lumos TV, their podcast. Be a proper lad this tournament and shave your bits with the best global leader in below waist grooming, Manscaped. Join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our code CelticLumusTV at Manscaped.com. They have forever changed the grooming game with the Performance Package 3.0 head to toe. This is the ultimate male hygiene bundle. The Performance Package 3.0 comes with a lawnmower 3.0, weed racker and formulations to long jog grooming routine bring your boys back to life and in the game for the full 90 minutes. You probably heard of the Lano 3.0 Aqua, the best ball trimmer ever committed. This is the best trimmer on the market for those who need a shave in your testes. The third generation trimmer fixes a cotton-edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accent thanks to advanced skincare technology pioneered by Manscaped. There's even a lead light so you can even see everything you're doing down there. Also included is the Reed Racker 8 to Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9000 RMP motor powered 33 degrees water dual bed system. The Nose and Hair Hair Trimmer provides priority skin, skin safe. Technology will help you prevent nicks, snacks, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look for a 79 of all partners, Paul admitted that long hair. Long hit nose hair is a major toner for why not use the best tools for the job here and don't forget about our liquid formulations to round off your grooming game in the performance package. Their crop cleanser, body wash to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and flesh. You'll also find Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Anti-Chafting Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You'll also have the Crop Reviver, Ball Toner. A testes toner that's designed to give you an extra boost you needed to get the job done on the pitch. Look as clean as well groomed head to toe as one of the all-time greats, David Beckham. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Celtic Looms TV at manscaped.com. Choose Manscaped, your balls will thank for it. Why not trim your balls while listening to the Balls and Bovel podcast? Not only will your balls thank you for it. But your wife will thank you for this as well. On today's show, 
We will talk the latest gospel rumours around Celtic. We'll have a look at the vacant sports science department. Uh, Lee Griffith's new one-year contract is sanction. Celtic support have shown their trust. Is it time now that the club backs them with signings? Uh, uh, young lad Liam Morrison tells us why he left Celtic for Bar Munich. Peter Lawler officially left Celtic. How will the Celtic fans remove him in? And of course, if there's anything you guys in the live chat would like us to discuss, please please let us know and myself and Mark will discuss this over the show. Mark, firstly, for shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, just once again, the link to the Manscaped site, that's down in the description box below the video. Just like to give the usual shout-outs to Tamaloy, Malika, the young men, ROH, he's been took back into hospital last night, Paul, uh, he said, actually, he's chemotherapy treatment. So let's hope that they can get that sorted out for Richie and get back on track with that. Uh, Mikey has fractured his calf muscle. Wow. Uh, um, described it as if his muscles came away from the bone. That's described it. Ooh. So he's on crutches for six weeks. So that's him out of playing on the, the charity match. But obviously, he'll still be there. He'll still be there. It's him that's arranging it all. Uh, <coughs> the link to the donation page for the charity that's in the box below as well please give what you can and help us out by sharing it on your Twitter and Facebook and things like that uh, old Kelly one of the boys for the forum his mum passed away the other day uh, I'm sure I speak for all his I'm sending him and his family our condolences I see buzz bombs in the chat if I've got this right I think it's maybe buzz bombs auntie as well that's put, uh, old Kelly's mum's buzz bombs auntie sir even a buzz bomb of condolences here, mate. Uh, we're at 41, 441 subs now. Absolutely fantastic. It's slowly, slowly creeping up. So if you haven't subscribed, please do that. And remember to smash that like button. Hail, hail. So a bit of uh, surprising news from Celtic as we had our first sign of the season. Celtic have signed young 20-year-old to find out. Ozaza, your hog head. Uh, He's a, a six point six foot six foot two defender, and he cost Celtic just around two hundred thousand pounds in conversation. Uh, Moy Elenuzi won't be returned to Celtic next season, and sent a class message, goodbye message to the club and supporters. In his message, said that it was a privilege to put on the green and white hoops jersey. Former Brighton Australian midfielder uh, Aaron Moy is being linked with Celtic again. Uh, it's being reported that Ange uh, wants to sign Moy instead of free agent James McCarthy. Celtic are reportedly have held talks with James McCarthy during the January transfer window about a possible free transfer in the summer. But Ange has reportedly told new CEO Dominic McCoy not to pursue talks with James McCarthy and make a move for Aaron Moy instead, who would cost Celtic in the region of £4 million. Celtic are looking to do business with Manchester City again during the transfer window. Celtic are reported to be interested in the youth, yeah, youth player and Japanese international centre-back Ko Itankora, who spent last season on loan in the Dutch league. Celtic have ended their interest in right-back Valentine Rosner. Sport in Lisbon are looking for in the price tag of region £8 million for the player and Celtic don't see this valuation as good business at the moment. Another twist, and then another twist, 
with the Oliver Child move to AK Athens. Athens and Oliver have agreed postal terms, and it was reported that AK Athens would waive our barcode's fee and would 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 join AK Athens for next season. Then it was reported that Celtic wanted a fee for Ian Cham and AK Athens pulled out the move as they did not want to spend money on a player who was in one year in his contract. Now it was reported yesterday that AK Athens are in uh, negotiations with Celtic over a possible transfer fee for the player. So we will look at this more closely. That's it for the Celtic and Gospel rumours today. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on to our first signing, our first signing of the season under the new era of Ange and Dominic McCoy. The start of the rebuild has well begun. Uh, Ozazi, your hoghead, has signed a four-year deal from Sheffield Wednesday. The highly rated 20-year-old defender has decided that a move to Celtic was the best move for his career after talking to new Celtic manager Ange and spoken how he's a big believer in youth and he wants to promote youth within the, within the squad. Celtic have beaten the likes of Leeds, Benfica and other top clubs who were interested in the former Sheffield United's defender. He signed for Sheffield Wednesday in 2019. He started his career at AFC Rimton. He's fixed six for two. He cost Celtic at the region of 200 uh, comps, 200,000 conversation fee, the same as we played Sheffield Wednesday for Liam Shaw. Uh, I think, Mark, the best thing about this is uh, that it wasn't linked to no media. It came straight from the the club's Twitter feed yesterday, you know, that it wasn't linked out there. Unsuspectedly, Mark, really, wasn't it? It was surprisingly, Paul, for how Celtic like to seem to drag their heels of transfers and that. I mean, it came out in the morning and then by the afternoon he'd signed and that's, that's the way you want the business to get done but you know what the best thing was like we heard about Liam Shaw kind of in and around but Peter Law like was in, in the the CEO signed a yeah, contract yeah but we knew it beforehand you get me it, it was kind of leaked out beforehand that Celtic were going to be given but in, do you think this is the new way Mark under Dominic McCoy that we get surprises like this that it'd be coming straight from the club now that we won't find out from the media well hopefully Paul hopefully it's a sign of things that the way that we're going to start conducting our business I mean but the signings I mean some of the signings are, I know that the, some of the media reported uh, and said it was an emergency didn't they just said it was urgent but mm-hmm. we all agreed on that we were short in numbers and defence and things like that so I'm hoping it's a sign of things to come and it's not just been because of the necessity that we've started, like, moved early for this kind of... Well, we've obviously been talking to him for a while mm-hmm. to get the kind of deal lined up and then I just spoke to me. that's what's kind of clinched the deal for us. So it'll be interesting to see if that's going to be what it's like as we move forward, if it's going to be more, more urgent, more quicker, the deals are getting done quicker, done. seem to be dragged on and things like that. But what I saw there on on Twitter when when he was signed, just there was already kind of a negativity around the side. And Max said that he was a previous target of the club, and they they want before. But back, but I think the scouting system still works within the club, no matter who the manager is. They're still going to recommend players to the club. A bit before Paul. Yeah. I mean, the same the same scouting system found exactly Tony. Do you get mm-hmm. found other good players for us? 
They could be Scott with this lad last year, Mark, and they could have saw that his contract was running out. Do you know? Do you know? Do you, you know? It's like this, like this negativity, Mark, really kind of needs to stop. Like, I mean, and basically gave his approval to the player. He must have saw some clips of him. There's all you know? ABC, especially on Twitter. I keep seeing it, but there's always mm-hmm. folk moaning about something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could say. We could sign Messi the more and folk would moan that he was too old. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Just you'll always get somebody moaning about something. And I even seen other folk you know about all that. So we I mentioned that the streamer night mere projects and things like that. But I mean at nineteen what age is your boy nineteen or twenty, isn't he? Twenty, twenty. I mean 20. for me that isn't that isn't a project to me. A project for a seventeen or eighteen year old that's gonna begin to your youth team for a season or two progress. For me, this guy, this young boy, he brought in and he'll be in the first team squad. Like he played 38 games, right? 28 games, sorry, Mark, and a few substitutes for, for Sheffield Wednesday last season. Like he's not coming in to be thrown down to the youths. This fella's going to be brought into the first team squad. You know, we'll, I, think, you, I think he'll be part of the first team squad next year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, another kind of strange thing, Mark, again, is the. The deal with AK Athens and and all of it. and Chan one minute on, one minute off, one minute on. You know, they, we thought that they were, the rumours were that they were going to waiver the rest of Barca's deal. That would have been about three point five million. Like, what did they expect? Celtic just to rip up the end of his contract and let him go for free? I don't know what they're expecting Celtic to do. I've said it when it came out that Celtic are freeing him. I didn't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, if a player. Contract, you're entitled to ask for money for him. So, something like that. Celtic's no doing anything wrong here. Which probably part of that is the uh, Ed Charles' agents probably told the AK, mm-hmm. oh, he'll be free come July, and Celtic's, Celtic's no doing anything about that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, moving on from uh, we're moving on to our vacant uh, sports science department. Uh, head of sports science, Jack Ch- Taylor, has left his role. As Celtic and will be joining RB Leipzig next season. Taylor joined Celtic uh, with Brendan Rodgers when Brendan Rodgers came with the manager and has been at the club ever since. Mark, I suppose like this is something that's really kind of not kind of promoted within the club like that kind of a sports science valid to, to leave. Like, but it is an area that really needs to kind of improve under. And as well, doesn't it? Considering we we didn't see the kind of how our previous manager Neil never kind of used the kind of sports science department. Aye. You know, but I mean, people were on. I saw them on the forum saying, "Oh, that guy can't be very good. Look how fit my player, how fit my players were last season." But mm-hmm. these guys only produce data and tell you what tell you what to be doing. The players have got to take responsibility for following it, for following the, the sports science people's advice or instructions. And the manager, it's his job to ensure that the players are doing that. Could have thing they were maybe producing some of the best data and information in mm-hmm. the club in Europe, but it doesn't matter if the manager isn't going to use that as part of his team planning. Exactly. I could match. I think maybe this is all due with the backroom staff that Ange's doing. That maybe he moved on. That maybe. And kind of, we, we wants to be in his own. A big job to turn down as well, Paul, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, it's a, it's a big, 
going to work. You'd be mad, you'd be mad not to, Mac, wouldn't you? I'd probably be getting paid more for a start. He's in a better league, do you know what I mean? Things like that. But we'll bring somebody in to replace him. And who's that other guy? The, the player that they uh, we were talking about? Mark, uh, Mark McGregor. He's uh, 32 years old. He used to play with Firth. Uh, in Scotland, he retired from football at an early age in his thirties. He went on to to study sports science. So he's actually now, at the moment, he's in charge of sports science at Celtic for at least football youth development. So he's actually in a youth development role at the moment, Mark. But he's supposed to be highly recommended. I I, I don't know. Like he, he only came in, Mark. Last month. Uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago, was it? A couple of weeks ago, when we put on the podcast. So. Oh, if you looking closely at that, Mac, would he be... Even if he is only, even if he is only with the youths in that, he'll still be able to work. Uh, do you know what I mean? To work for the first team and to work placements brought in for that nailer guy. It's a big decision, like, to, Mark, to, to, to retire from football at, at an early age to pursue uh, in the in the backroom team, to go into the backroom team. And it, it is a big uh, ask. And, you know, like you don't hear it, hear it like, you don't... He was in his thirties when he retired, so it's not really. I mean, he was, where was he? he? Was playing his five. Mm-hmm. So he's five. I mean, it's not as if he's he's chucked playing for Real Madrid earlier. That Paul, do you know what I mean? Maybe he was just looking a wee bit more further, further in front of his career. I think I've only maybe got another couple of years playing at this level, whereas I could spend day two year learning something that I can work out for the rest of my life. But we still seem to kind of be. A bit, a bit short in, in our backroom team, Mark. Don't we? It can't, uh, our, our backroom team too needs to kind of be more modernised as well under Ange and Dominic. Don't this is it kind of that will happen. Or the as Ange said in his press conference, in the coming weeks you'll see, Ange, you'll see more changes over things like that. Paul, mm-hmm. actually sees what Kennedy and Stratton are doing and what kind of level they're at. If he thinks they can work with him, go on by, go on by. You want to go? How lads were saying uh, our fitness levels um, last season were bad, and certain players looked o- o- overweight. Mark and one player who looked overweight to all of us was a Yeti last last season. But I saw a clip on uh, the training today from from Angie. He had a mic on, and I guess he was passing him, and he's after losing a lot of weight. Mark, I noticed that as well. Hey, you know his agents trying to get him a move, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of think maybe that yet he'll go and that'll be Nisbet will be in to replace him. Paul, I think that's maybe what they're looking at then. Do you think? Do you think that Mark? Do you think that we we make a deal for for Nesmith? I think they're going to at least try anyway, Paul. Like four million, Mark. I mean, that's not going to break our bank, is it? You know what I mean? He's one of the best young talents, even if in can, Scotland. If we can sell a yet for for four million. Pay the four million for Nisbet. I don't see anything. I'd be quite happy with that. Even, even when I was listening to the the microphone, Mark, when the microphone was on, and like, and he was like, "We don't stop. We never stop. We stop at half time, and we stop after the match when we win. But when we're playing in the match, we don't stop. If the other team stops, then that's great for us. But we will never stop. This is going to be a totally." different Celtic team next season Mark and I'm really looking forward to it like to me it's even the more you kind of see him and speak hear him speaking things like that I mean I said I was quite excited at the time anyway but it's 
seen hearing more, more and seeing how he works in that is really. Even that, Mark, how long has he been on the training pitch? A week? And he knew every single player's name already on the training pitch, giving them fist bumps when they're coming on. Aye. There already seems to be a community, Mark, and a unit. A unit within the club, isn't it? I think he's maybe got a wee touch of the Martin O'Neill's about him and he likes to. Kind of, yeah, like, see, like a siege mentality, kind yeah. of. Yeah, that. that was that was the best about Martin Neil. His man management was, was next to none. He could make he could get into a player's head, Mark, couldn't he? Yeah, that's and make a player made it out as yeah. No, I mean, they've joked about it, that boy at the fan, the fan media going on about the referees and things like that. That's see, like that. Martin O'Neill would have used that as a disper the player's own kind. Of, but would they ever say that in? You know what I mean? In the papers and the media press conference, mm-hmm. I've been saying to the players in the dressing room and that, right, we know what these refs are like, we need to go there. We, do you know what I mean? We need to be above that. It's jokes Dean used to say, isn't it? If we play the way we can play, it doesn't matter what the referee does. Exactly. That's it, Mark, isn't it? That's what Angie's trying to do. I think it's about like a kind of siege mentality. It's us against the world kind of thing. But it's a good thing when you're trying to build, build a team, build something. There's there's one thing actually I wanted to ask you and there's it's not a nice topic but I I, I wanted to ask you it is we're linked with Aaron Hickey right and there's reports that said to come are monitoring that situation but a lot of people Mark are famous in dying of Hibonian. Which player would you fancy Mark between the two of them? Uh, I would probably just. I'd probably go with Hickey for the simple reason, Paul. I've probably seen him more than I've seen Doig. Mhm. Mhm. Because, but, you know, but I mean, that Doig is meant to be a good player. There's probably people in the live chat who would rather go for Doig. But all I'm saying is, I've not seen that much him. I'm not saying he's a bad player, do you know what I mean? But I'm just, I've not seen enough to say for definite I would take him out over Hickey. Because like, there is a hefty price tag. No mark on him at the moment, isn't there? It's, it's in and around the, the five million mark. I think is the is the, the starting asking price anyway, at the moment. When we dying, when, for dying, when we, is that what happened? Yeah, to be looking at looking at for five million and like if you're going to get Hickey, who we all know, and plus Mark, he's been doing well over in Italy. Like and Italy is always a hard league to to be playing in as well. Like you know, and like they're the Italians, Mark, are, are they are the best at defending. And I think Hickey would have learned a lot of Italy about defending as well, you know. He COVID as well, didn't he? And then he was it a shoulder injury or a rib injury or something he picked up. And I think that's why he's maybe not played as many games. But he seems to be, I mean, the Italians all seem to rate him. And there's a couple of other Italian teams sniffing around him as well. But mm-hmm. he did well over in Italy, kind of thing, sir. I was I was looking there as well, up to it, and Lazio kind of looking at him as well. You know, like, was... I think Hickey himself, Mark, kind of wants to come home, doesn't he? Kind of. I kind of get that impression, didn't you? He's maybe he's yeah. still only a young lad. He's away from his parents and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's been over there in Italy while well, it's been lockdown. I don't know what Italy's lockdown was like, but I mean, that won't even have helped. Even they think that would have helped him settle too well. We're talking about Barkas coming to Scotland and no settling while we were in lockdown and things like that, so... Imagine being a young boy or Hickey's age and going to a different country and no. Mm-hmm. I saw Barkas as well, Mark, on, on today's training, uh, pulling off a, uh, a, a lot of saves. I noticed that in one of the videos as well, yesterday the day before that came out as well, one of the mm-hmm. 
He was pulled mm -hmm. for a few saves. You know, so I'm looking at the floor, Paul. I'm, and I, I'll say it again. I'm, I still think there's a good keeper in Barkas. Mm -hmm. just need to get him. He's, he's, he's in the right place. Do you know, as I've said. And the settled defence, Mark, too, helps as well, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, settled defence and Frederick Barkas, he's heat straight, things like that. And I think that would be a sort of it. Moving on, uh, Celtic announced as well yesterday, and it was kind of a. A hit and miss between a lot of a lot of Celtic fans. Uh, Celtic have triggered uh, the one-year extension for Lee Griffiths. Look, Lee Mack on his day. He's he's a proven goal scorer. The, the, there was a lot of fans saying he had his chance. He, he shouldn't have got it. But during the day, Mark, there's there's going to be a lot of players leaving. You know, it's really up to Lee Griffiths now, Mark, to pull his head down and just re basically, Mark, repay Ange. For the chance he's given him, because this was down to, I believe, Andrew's fine decision on on Lee Griffiths. You know, I think it would. I think it would have been as well. Eh? I think it would mm -hmm. a different outcome if Lowell was still at the club. Paul, to be honest. Yes. I'm. Yes. I'm swither knowing it's either made it went on, and I don't know. I don't know if the Celtic's done the right thing, there, Paul. I mean, that's the thing, Mark. He can't be trusted. Like that's the problem, isn't this? I know. He's nowhere near the player that he was four years ago. Do you know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. not playing as many games for one reason or another. But even when he is playing, he's not really. He's, he's scoring goals, but he's nowhere near as prolific, prolific as he's been. You know? Even the way he was being running, Mark. I mean, he's kind of he's slowed down after one run. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, but. Well, we'll see as the season goes on, but I hope he turns things around and puts in a good shift for us. But I'm really because Mark, I, I can't see because he's not going to be number one choice for a start. No, no, I, and I can't see Ange putting up with fitness levels, Mark. You know, I was reading one thing was Mark that maybe if his fitness levels aren't right after a couple of weeks or a month, that his contract will be cancelled. Do you know if there's anything any, any truth in that? No, oh, I don't think that's a lot of rubbish, Paul. Mm-hmm. Would you sign a contract doing that? Exactly. No, well, I wouldn't. Have. I'd you know, if I was Lee Griffiths, if I was Lee Griffiths, I don't imagine Lee Griffiths would want to sign a contract saying that. If he chose to see what it is, he wouldn't be able to sign for anybody else to January. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Celtic ripped up his contract. Eh, uh, say like in October or November, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be eligible to sign for another club to the, the transfer window opens in January. Mm -hmm. And then what kind of Nick Jenkins would come back in, you ever signed him? Alexander on, on the live chat said uh, Griff has taken up a, jar, uh, a jersey mark. Uh, uh, and it's a, it, it is a risk mark. But is that a risk? He could, could walk both ways. He could go the same as, as uh, the last three seasons with Griffiths, or he could. I some people are saying Mark he's going to get thirty goals next season. I I, I can't. Oh, I, I really. I don't think he'll play enough, enough games to score thirty goals. You know, I I really I don't think I, I don't see him being first choice. I really really don't. Especially if you sell Edward. Mm -hmm. Sell Edward and replace him. No, exactly with Griffiths and and, and ha, or, I guess he did then. Or even Nesbitt, they're not going to sell Edward and replace him with Nesbitt, do you know what I mean? There's got to be something. Not strong enough, Mark. Your, your, your front line isn't isn't strong enough. Then, you know, that it's that's a weakened area, area already if you have Griffiths and, uh, we say, Nesbitt and uh, Yeti. 
you, you would be comfortable not going into the scenes with, with those three as your your your, your first your first team attackers. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would be confident, did you say? No, you wouldn't be. No, I didn't. No, I definitely wouldn't. No. I mean, yeah, but yeah, if you, right, we're saying he's lost a bit of weight in that, but he's another one last season. And he's to, he, uh, he needs to step up now, Mark, and, and prove himself. You know what I mean? You know, you know, it, it's making me think, Mark. Yeah. Did he? Yes, he had maybe have a fall now with Neil Lennon as well last season. Do you know what I mean? We, we just don't know Mark, what happened last season, but with these players, to be his attitude stinks as well. Yeah, does he help? I don't know if that's. But I think Ange would be the type of manager too, Mark, that he won't accept nothing like that. Like you know, I, I couldn't see Ange accepting a yes, he coming off in a half when he did last season when he was getting taken off, he came off in a half. I can't see Ange standing for that. Oh, it does it seems like a kinda of no nonsense guy. But he's he's basically said it's it's his way of the highway. Mm-hmm. It's not even his first like in his his press conferences and that, but he said some people won't be able won't want to do what he's wanting to do and other people won't be capable of doing what he wants them to do and they'll fall by the wayside. So it's, it's a big season for Griffiths. It's a big six months for Griffiths. Well, but what, what, what do you think, Mark? The, the, the trigger is, you know, what, what would your thinking be, Mark, to, to that like? Champions League qualifiers. He knows the Have... he knows the club, but he knows. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like a new signing coming in. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was part of a factor yet. Maybe that there could be so many players leaving as well, Mark. Yeah. Exactly. Don't get us wrong. I hope we're sitting here this team next year and saying... And prove us wrong. Aye. Yeah. What a season league Griffiths said there, 30 goals. Do you know what I mean? But I just, I don't think he'll play enough games to get us to the 30 goals. Exactly, Mark. That's one thing we, you know, we, we'd love to be saying, sitting down in, in the podcast during the season and saying how great Lee Griffiths was in, in that game. Like, you know, like, he used to stay off social media and stop all the smart ass stuff in that as well. Exactly, Mark. It's what we were going to say on the on the last podcast there, and there was there was, there was talks with, with Barry as well, and it's like that. Fair enough. Lee Griffiths came up and I think backed himself against uh, comments from Lee Lennon, but he needs to stay away from that now, Mark. All that crap I, and just get his head down and I, concentrate on Celtic, like only because he's had he spends he's had his say be the bigger man and move on because Neil Lennon's probably going to go back to it again in a couple of weeks for, you know I mean it seems to mm-hmm. me I don't know if Lennon's doing the kind of Charlie Nicholas Andy Walker role off a, a bit negative about Celtic I'll maybe get better gigs in the media and things like that but for a couple mm-hmm. of days here, every time you looked at the internet or that oh, so it was was Neil Lennon talking about Celtic and blaming everybody else for the troubles last year exactly but for Not t- it's just Lennon had a pop at him and Griffiths had a pop back. But a bigger fan, newly, and they Ram is they what I was asking you then. Ram, your words doing your throat, and Ram Neil Lennon's words doing his throat next season. Mm-hmm. He does it, Mark. Now he just needs to forget about it. Do your Put his head back. Yeah, do the talking and pitch, Mark. Prove your doubts was wrong. There's, we're right to have our doubts, Mark, considering the way he was last season, but it's up to Lee now. And, and, and he's the only one, Mark, now that can prove to Celtic fans wrong that he deserved this. This whether He says, Mark, he came out and said he loves the club. There's no doubts about that, Mark, that he loves the club. No one's saying he doesn't love the club. It's just he's no, he's not done himself any favours. Yes, exactly. The way he has been 
Yeah. Um, professional Paul from to turn up on yeah. Again, I don't know, but there's something else went on in the scenes we haven't learning because I heard Mark there recently that when he came back on fit and he didn't go to the preseason in France, right? And when they came back from the preseason, he was brought back into the fold. And I was reading that uh, why a lot of players don't tools this season was because they weren't happy that Lee Griffiths came back on fish and he was brought back into the fold when they stuck with the regime the club gave him at home and he didn't. Did you read that as well, that he wasn't? I read that. I can't remember who, who, where I read it right enough, but I didn't mean to read it now that you've said it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's another story, Mark, the kind of little kind of things that are, are gradually starting to come out. Of, 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 of last season like you don't know if they're true if they're not true like but like but if there was if there was a a thing between himself and Lennon that why did Lennon bring him back into the fall do you know what I mean you know Lennon seems to he bombed him out again didn't he yeah is it, is it, is it, is it St. St. Mirren St. Mirren gave me hooked him off at half time I think mm-hmm. I admit to yourself he didn't have the best game but it's just a other folk that but well, wasn't the only one Mark yeah, yeah you could just blame Lee Griffiths for last season, like, can we? No, you know? definitely no. And I think that's what a lot of people see me about then, is if, well, if Lee Griffiths had come back fit, we'd have won the league last year. No, we wouldn't have. No, we had Edward carrying on the way you did, and Ryan Christie being a then what he done in that as well. Do you know what I mean? It was. Mm-hmm. Blame, blame Lennon. You've got to blame Lennon for a start. Mm-hmm. Players that just have been through it a hundred times, the players that just didn't bother their backside showing up basically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, John Murray says here, um, Lee Griffiths is a risk, but if he screws his head and the way began said he wants us to play with speed, might suit Griffiths and where Lennon and Kennedy the game was played at a source split. Do you think maybe the fast pace mark might? Sue Griffiths, like he has to get him fit anyway, Mark, to, to play in Nanjus game. That, but you know, he's, he's, he's not as quick as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's much harder now, Mark. He's in his thirties, like it's much harder now for him to uh, to bring because we we spoke to Barry about that. Like it is harder, Mark, to get your fitness levels up when to, to, as you get older, Mark. Like it's, it's hard to recovery. Like you know, it is like you know. Plus, you know. He said that the season that he did, but his fitness was questionable. So he's actually behind again, kind of thing. You know, it's hard enough mm-hmm. turning up for your pre-season training after. I mean, years ago, I can mean, it was like six to eight weeks in that players used to go off. Yes. And it was, and they just, the first couple of weeks, of, <coughs> excuse me, the first couple of weeks of uh, pre-season training was just pure hard, hard running to sweat all the Sweat the drink out them basically. They spent the six mm-hmm. months previously. Uh, then times have changed now. Though, the oh, right. football, isn't it? you kind of have to stay fit, Mark. That's what I within the, the summer period as well. Like, and it, it was Mark, oh, do, you don't do that. Like, so, I do yeah. science again, Paul. They're telling uh, players what they've to be doing well, they're not at the club, the sub players to do it, and the management to make sure that they're doing it. Do you think maybe too, so like that, maybe? Lee Griffiths is in because we spoke about the likes of uh, Ford and Dernovac that when Roy King says that he has his own his own chefs now making his, his dinner for him like and that's the that's the, the modern player like maybe Griff Lee Griffiths isn't actually 
a modern days player. Like he's still in the era with the likes of Scott like Scott Brown did keep himself in a great condition, Mark and thing. But, but can you honestly see Lee Griffiths still playing football when he's or thirty five? No. But you're saying no. about like Keane, he says that's that's how these players, these young players they know will have careers playing at the top level either thirty five, mm. thirty six, is because they know treating their bodies right, following their sports size, eating right, they've got their own chefs to cook their meal, things like that. And that's I would think that Pete Gange as well, Mark, like like Ronnie Dyler would, would have had a look. When we spoke about when Ronnie Dyler came in, Mark, and he saw the meals in the canteen that the players were eating and he wasn't happy with these meals that they had in the canteen and he changed all the meals. I would say that Ange is doing all that kind of stuff as well, like changing the meals that the lads have in, in the canteens. I, I couldn't see no kind of junk food or uh, anything like that around, like, you know? I can see that happening again, Paul. 100%, yeah. I think, post a little see, I can see it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing he'll be falling and making mm-hmm. the players that are, are falling. And, do you get what I mean? They're well-paid players, Paul. They, they, exactly. They should be, there should be no question of them moaning about what they're being told to eat and not eat. Do it yourself, Mark. Yeah, if you want to progress your career yourself, it's a benefit to you. You know, it's it's, it's a benefit to everyone, really, Mark. Well, in the clubs, a benefit to you, your career. Uh, look, we're going to move on from Lee Griffiths. There's no one can uh, question his ability to score, Mark. He, on his day, he is the, the the best proven goal scorer in, in in Scotland. But there was a reason why he wasn't selected for the Euros for Scotland. He wasn't on form, but. The only one who can rectify that, Mark, is Lee Griffiths himself. So we hope that he does it's get his head right, Mark. Dyer for international football, concentrate, get yourself fit for Celtic, concentrate his club. And do you know what, Mark? I, I, I would think it's a benefit to him if he retired now for, for uh, Scotland. Right. Yeah, because like travelling now, Mark, and everything like that, like, you know, like with the Euros now, Mark, and the qualifiers. You're playing two games in the space of three days. You could play one game on a Thursday, another game on a Sunday. And Lee shouldn't be going wrong with Scott. No, he should be concentrating his own. Take that break for the international self, Mark, and get himself to recover. You know? Right, definitely. He's 31. We've went to the Euros without him. Would mm-hmm. they have made any difference? No, no one last season's for me, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, he scored the two goals against England, but apart from that, I can't really make Has he done anything much for Scotland? No, it was just that free kick away against Joe Harp, wasn't it, that time, wasn't it, yeah? He hit the two of them, wasn't he? He scored the two mm. goals against them, but I just retire for international football, just say, the usual, I've been proud to represent my country, but I want to concentrate, get myself fit and proving myself for Celtic again. Yeah, and it's a benefit to him as well, Mark, isn't this? Less, exactly. less times away from his family and things like that as well. Exactly. Look, uh, Celtic supporters have, have delivered to the club once again by redoing their season tickets. Mark, I believe the the season tickets are, are now actually sold out. Ah. You know, that, that's, that just shows that the well, club again, Mark, yeah, they're back in the demand. Yeah. You know, because white noise on the internet as I said at the time all these folk ranting and raving I'll not be renewing until Celtic day this and Celtic day that I think it was the lads who actually renewed Mark uh, probably will be you know uh, maybe a 
I don't know, a few hundred or that that have they renewed because the Angie's got a big name manager and things like that, but it'll be the same kind of numbers that normal, normally don't renew. JFP mm-hmm. uh, was, the, the part was supposed to be being yesterday, but had to, to cancel it at the last minute, so my, my apologies about that, but JFP was supposed to be on with us and uh, John actually did renew his season ticket mark because he was saying the form because it's Celtic Mark and he's back in the team. He's not back in the board mark, he's back in the team because he loves Celtic. And that's the way a Celtic support support should be, Mark. You're back in the team, you're back in your club that you love. Uh, as I said, Paul seen that my season ticket. Not, mm-hmm. Obviously I care to the manager was and things like that, but at no point in time did I ever consider I'm not renewing my season ticket because because of who the Celtic manager is and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, that's just uh, uh, it's weird behaviour that for me, honestly. Is. So the reason I put in Mark is like like it came out yesterday that the season tickets were sold down and a lot of fans now saying the club have to deliver. But when, when I was writing this, it came out then that we signed this new player out of the blue, uh, Ozazi, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you know what I'm about. But did they have to start signing English-based players? You know, because I cannot stick trying to pronounce all these names. <laughs> God forbid me if they, if they sign some fella from the J-League, Mark, and I have to say his name. <laughs> but I think the club will deliver, Mark, and I think they're they're changing the way they do things by, like, we didn't expect the signing yesterday. Do you know, I, I thought the first signing that we would have got would have been this lad from Sunderland, Charlie Boyd, and I, I said to you today that he'd probably be our first signing, Mark, but this name just came out of the blue, Mark, and I think they will deliver on signings. The fans just need to be patient. The signings will come in, and he and will have the team prepared the best way he can for, for the qualifiers. And see, the thing is as well, Paul, I mean, people have moaned about Lowell on the board being too slow and things like that, but it's not always done ill. It wasn't always done ill on the board. I mean, mm-hmm. look, well, look at how, Eddie, how messed is about Players done the same. Look at Ben Davis. Yes. Ben Davis in January. Yes. Not exactly. That, not that he messed us about. He hadn't signed, he signed anything. He's quite entitled to go to Liverpool for crazy money. Do you know what I mean? Any of the rest of them have probably done the same. So it's not always the board's fault. Players are maybe holding off to see other offers. Which, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get when you're talking about maybe foreign players in Europe, you've got to maybe kind of entice them to come to Scotland because we know it's not the best league in the world do you know what I mean they need to do a bit more harder work to get them to come to Scotland mm. it is like John Moyes says here right, the, at the end of the day the manager has to make his name somewhere uh, a big name still is still a risk look at uh, Paul Le Guin from, from the chef God he, he, he was a risk it, it doesn't matter who you were like that was the big thing Mark that I, I liked it about Andrew when he came in he says that just because I'm from Australia doesn't mean I, I don't know European football I've followed football all my life I watch football every day you know I could watch any team playing football he said basically Mark you know if there's football on Mark he'd watch it it's his job Paul and looking what the more I'm seeing of him Mark and, and especially today at the training like I think this is going to be one of the best risks that said could could have taken in a, in a long time. Like 
Oh, fing- fingers crossed, Paul. Mm-hmm. He's kind of coming across. He's, he's he, how to how to how that word that. He seems to embrace like the modern yes. approach to the game. The way mm-hmm. he dialer kind of wanted to do. Yeah, and he's embracing the pressure too, Mark of Celtic. And he's got a a, a a tougher, bigger personality than Ronnie did. I think he's under, yeah, he's under more pressure now, Mark, and, and you said it there in the last podcast, because we won the, the league when Ronnie came in, but we didn't win the league last season, and that, that's why there's so much pressure now on Ange this year, is because last season was so bad, you know, and I, I think that's where the uncertainty came from, the fans, Mark, that they never heard of Ange, and they, they thought it was like a... a too much of a risk but from Celtic back to be hiring a manager who, who nobody knows. But when we spoke to Gavin and Chris Denmark and when we got the lads on from Australia and, and Gavin in, in Sweden, that uncertainty, Mark, gradually started to go. You know, what, what when they were saying stuff about him, you know? Right. I mean, as I spoke at the time, Paul, who been Arsenal saying Arsene Wenger? Who had Yes, them? exactly. Exactly. I think, Mark, what what a lot of fans want, Mark, is this marquee signing. Do you know what I mean? Like another Robbie Keane coming in in deadline there a couple of years ago when was this, we didn't have Tracer back there, Mark. Was it was all kind of logging on to Sky Sports and stuff like that, weren't it? To have a look how, how Robbie did Robbie Keane. I think fans want that. But, Mark, I, I think that those days are gone for Celtic, a big, huge marquee signing. Do, do, the club we are now, Mark, we're looking for younger players. We we want to to build up. Of course, we're going to sign experienced players, Mark. But I I think we're the days of signing big players like John Hart and Chris Sutton, like Henrik Larsson wasn't a big player, Mark, when he came to Celtic, was he? You know, it's not. It's no, planning to get back to Sweden. Yeah, you know, like we we, we just have to. It's it's a new era, Mark. It's a new it's it's going to be a new Celtic, Mark, under Dominic McCoy and and Ange, uh, and the fans are either going to be with be with the two lads or turn against them, Mark. But before they turn against them, Mark, we have to give them a run of things and 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 see which way they they want to take the club, you know. Oh, yeah. The first time we lose a game of that ball, there'll be people wanting them sacked. This is what happens when you scrim, scrape or go for cheap options. Again, Paul, it's just white noise. People want to moan for the sake of moaning. Yeah, well, Chris Sutton came out today, Mark, and he said, it was a t- it was yesterday, sorry, and he said, if we if we don't beat Michelin or if we don't qualify for Europe, we can't blame Dominic McCoy or we can't blame Ange because of what they have come into, into the club. And that's a good point. I mean, that, you know, I mean really, there's no magic wand, Paul. It's got no. to take time. And like, all football fans, Celtic fans, want everything done yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work like that. Like, it, my, my main concern next season, Mark, like, if you do progress in your, if you get into the Europa League, Mark, grand, fair enough, but my number one priority next season is the league. Uh, you know, if we get if we get a Scottish Cup mark or, or the League Cup underwear, that's grand fair enough, Mark. But the title is the number one, you know, because I want to, to prove 
to the Shevka fans that she won the league because we were bad and we're, we are still the best club in Scotland. You know, and that's, that's the way it should be next season, Mark. Their priorities always, should always be winning the league. Mm-hmm. Because see, really, I mean, everybody in the Champions League, I'm never going to win the Champions League. I'm never going to see Celtic win the Champions no. League. So, oh, I think our best run mark in the Europa League too, Mark, was under Mark Maneel. I think that's the... It's just for money. I mean, yeah. I mean, it basically is a Celtic, the way they go about the Champions League King and all that. It's basically just for the money. Revenue for the club, Mark, yes. Are you happy to watch Celtic getting pumped 7 and 8 no. off of Barcelona and things like that just because we're getting paid a lot for it? That's, that's no. just a hooker. You're just, no. you know what I mean? You're just a, Celtic's just actually. It was gone, and the, so when you're talking about that, uh, there was a, 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 what would you call him, Mark? An impressionist. In, uh, in England, and he does play in Rogers, when, and he was doing play in Rogers when he signed for Leicester. And he was like, when he got Leicester into Europe, oh, I love playing in Europe. There's always good goals. Fair enough, there was goals scored against us. Uh, there was seven against Barcelona, six against PSG. But people but, wonder about that. What did they expect? You know, I mean, Europe. Rogers, Rogers just didn't. He, he, Roger played the same play way back as we did the scholarship and that's where we got home but that's one thing I liked about Lennon he put in a defensive team Mark he knew that we were good enough to attack in Europe and basically Lennon knew that didn't he but you I, have to say I think Big Ange is kind of under the same philosophy as you know yeah he's talking about it we'll not change the way we play to suit other teams in that well but maybe Mark though the, the, the thing I get with Dominic McKay that Mark is like Dominic, Dominic will let Ange begin the players that he wants and, and, and players aren't going to be pushed on him Mark that's not going to fit his system do you know like we were signing players galore Mark like we signed Sheva there Mark and Blender Rodgers came up clearly said I didn't sign him I have too much ringers I think at the time Mark we was about five or six ringers within the squad at that time when the Blender Rodgers he was like I don't need ringers I have ringers you know and they were just I think that's going to stop, Mark. I think that what the way the way Peter Law and the club used to sign players back, just bring them in, build up a BQ squad, Mark. And I think those days will stop. And I think Angel have like going by what Dominic is saying anyway, Mark. That Angel will have the final say on who we sign and what type of player we sign. Like there's no point in buying players, no Mark, who who are slow and not going to be up to the, the pace of what Andrew's going to play. Like, is is there's, there's, there's no sense to it, like. No, you know? that's the way Celtic have operated for years. Yeah. Padding out the squad with these players that cost, like, a, a million and a half, two million pounds are all for nothing to the team. Nothing to Do the you team. think maybe, like, Dominic McCoy, Mark, like, being, being a Celtic supporter and being in the stands, like, do you think, like, he, he wouldn't have never known that he would come uh, Celtics CEO maybe two, three years ago, Mark, he probably wouldn't even think, but he was still come to Celtic. Do you think as a supporter, he saw what we were seeing, that we're signing these players, Mark, just for the sake of signing these players? He must have, Paul, he must have, but he was blind. And, and yeah. I think, yeah, when he saw me, the things he said, he that he's kind of, yeah. Into that he sees these mistakes that the clubs were making, into it. Yeah, he kind of sees these things, put, and I think, put, put yeah, name on to Peter Lowe or starting a blame game type of thing. The way he's hinted at it is 
keeps going on about modernising the club, modernising the club and things like that. So basically saying Peter Law wasn't he wasn't Peter Law wasn't keeping the club up to date with modern the modern way of the game, the modern way clubs are run. That's basically mm-hmm. what he was saying in that press conference. Exactly. Uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll move on and uh, we, we'll talk about uh, former Celtic U player Lee Morrison. Uh, now at Bar Munich has come out and explained why he left Celtic back in 2019. Uh, he has confirmed that what Mark and myself have been saying for a long time about Celtic and our U players, that we have no pathway to the first team. Liam said that leaving Celtic was a difficult decision. And when a team like Bar Munich came in offering him to, to sign him, uh, it was a decision that he couldn't he couldn't turn down. They had the right pathway for him. They had a plan for him. So that's that's why he made a decision to leave Celtic. So, so Mark, we were saying that uh, the other day, Mark, we'd love for a young player to tell us why they wanted why they were leaving Celtic. Because at the time we were talking about uh, OK Flex was leaving Fraston Villa, and I was asking like, what did the club do? Like, do they ask the players? before they're leaving, why they're leaving. But elect, it basically comes from Mark, what we knew were saying for since we started this podcast back that we have no long term plan for, 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 for young players. No. They, there's no plan to get them into the first team. You know, we're gradually seeing young players train with the first team now but that's due to the fact Mark that we're lacking the numbers. Well, uh, hopefully it's not into that, Paul. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. And Ange is going to have the youngsters involved in the team, in the first team. You know, because I remember when he left back in uh, 2019, back when, when Bob Young like, there wasn't so much of a fuss back then, Mark, because there they, they was young players leaving, Mark, but but no, it just came like like, like a wheel, like do you know what I mean? Like winning leagues and cups and things like yeah. that. Yeah, they bothered when young players were going. Young going like, but Mark, it's interesting to say like back at, like it just comes from Mark that it's it's not just under the Neil Lennon period either, Mark, that these young players have been leaving. Like young players could be leaving. Brendan Rodgers wasn't the manager too, Mark, who who brought young players into the team. You know, like uh, we we spoke about Neil Lennon uh, not giving him a chance because one, I don't think Neil Lennon was the type of manager back who would who would actually would help a young player get better. No. You know, I think that's why so many of them left last season. Like, but Mark, it is like for me, Mark, it's it's stupid. Like how supporters can see this like from the outside Mark that there's a problem with our young players getting into the first team and that the club haven't seen it previously Mark like we can't say Dominic McCoy and Ange didn't see it Mark because they just knew but the likes of Lennon Peace Lord we put Lennon Rogers in there Mark that he didn't see it Ronnie Dyla did see it Mark because he brought in the likes of Tierney he brought in Calamac at the time you know but it's a big problem Mark that really really needs to be fixed like in this oh, it needs to be fixed and that's why that needs to be fixed kind of immediately I reckon Paul yes do you know what I mean we need to start working with these young players and gain them a plan a pathway into the first team like the lad back what was his name who left for Aberdeen during the last couple of weeks 
he was uh, the, the fellow who helped get these young players up to the first team, to fringes of the first team, he said. I got to the fringes. But that seems to be the problem, Mark. They get to the fringes. And that's sad. They don't, they don't seem to get any further. You know, like, I, I, I hope. That, that, to me, that's done to Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. They know that these young players are coming through and they're getting to that level and they're just not getting the chance at the first team. So you can't blame them for going somewhere else. They, you know, they want to they want to play football for a start, and they just don't, if they don't see them getting a chance at doing that at Celtic, they're going to look elsewhere. Like I was reading, like some people said, can we hire someone here to to help and get into like that's not the problem, Mark. The the problem is not getting to the first team. They're actually getting to that level of the first team. It's that they just can't get into the first team because of the managers at the time. Be Brendan Rodgers need letting, you know. So but, I just hope, like, because of your players like Beaton and that sitting there, exactly sitting on you know, the bench waiting for, do you know what I mean, waiting for an injury or whatever to get a, a chance to play. Mark, you could say now, like that, giving Griffiths his one-year extension, like that's stopping. Like considering the fit, like we we don't know, we actually don't know. Griffith's fitness now don't because he has been training well, he's been walking out, but Mark, we're going by last season, right? And and he's he's getting a one-year contract. So automatically, that's the spot now taken for one of our young players to step up into that first-team spot. The likes of Bison is still going to be there. I guess he's still going to be there. Rodjick is going to still be there. You know what I mean? These are players, Mark, who we said numerous of times, Mark, who are in their comfort zone. They're getting a good rage, Mark. They're they're probably going to go to a club room, Mark, smaller than Celtic. I believe if Bishar was going to leave, Mark, he'd probably go back to Israel. Probably. But you know? It is, I mean, we're talking about young players saying that they want to play games and they're not getting a chance in there. I mean, what age is Beaton now? 30? 30, I say, Mark, yeah. 30. I mean, you think he... And he signed for us when he was 22, Mark. He's been club eight years. But you would think that Beaton himself would be, oh, this is not use, I want to be playing every week. And it just doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to mind just being a squad player. It mind you of uh, For me you need your squad players to be snapping at the heels of your first team players. Exactly, Mark. That that's they that's called to keep the competition. Aye. That, and that seems to be the problem within Celtic, Mark. That's 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 going back to signing players, Mark, who aren't good enough to st- to, to improve your first 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 eleven. Do you know what I mean? 
see if you're seeing, if you're signing a player and he's not good enough to be like in your your match day first eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's got to be like a youngster that's taking up that position. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I hope, like we saw Mark, we, we saw the young players trading with the with the first team. Look, it's it's down to at the moment because uh, we've no numbers within our squad, Mark. But that shows actually now, Mark, how depleted our squad is at the moment, doesn't it? You know that we have to bring in. A lot of youngsters there to actually fill up our training sessions at the moment. Like we still have the the Scottish guys to come back, James Forrest, Tornil. It could turn out to be a blessing in disguise, Paul. But that's what I'm saying, Mark. You know, this is for a manager who said, Mark, he believes in the youth, and it's a chance, now, Mark, for like so Leo Connell, uh, Jack. He would he, he signed a, a new contract, Mark Anti Vavasin. Like we don't know, but but if and might be the manager marker who can improve these players and you know and it just goes to show how how badly we treated our young players in the past marker we have these brilliant like mark they must be good players if the likes of aston villa coming in buying Bayern munich or munich uh, and city took a couple of players off us recently to mark but letting them go and they're going down to the lower divisions in Scotland to make, do you know what I'm like Andy Robertson done? Yeah, but these guys are going to top teams in Europe. Auckland Flexmark is going to be in the, the Aston Villa first team squad next season. Like he's not going to be going down there for reserve team player. So I mean, he's he's gone on 1920 or maybe 18, 19. Like, so I think he'd be stepping up into. The Aston Villa back. So like we we're doing something right in the youth system, Mark. We're producing the players. But the problem is getting them, getting them into the first team. That that we 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 actually couldn't do, Mark. And I think it was down to it was down to our managers. You you can't blame no one else, really, Mark. And you you can't blame the, the young coaches because they're doing their job, Mark. Chris McCarthy is producing these players. It's the exact same as the sports science department, Paul. Yes. See, they're doing that. Whether the manager takes to the, to the next level and implements what they're doing is up to the manager. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even the likes of again, heart more about things level done wrong, but that should be part of your job as a Celtic manager. Do you get what I mean? You've got to like producing youth players. But that's all. Like I always manager. thought Mark, that was the, the way Celtic did back. Like we always produced our young players. Aye, but but like Celtic manager, right, say you're new Lennon, you're getting in, and uh, I need a, I need a centre half, but just to cover for injuries in there. Yes. Peter Lovell, I've no said too. Is there anybody in this youth team that can take take a step up? Exactly. Spend a transfer fee and put money on. Like a decent wage on a player when we can just bring up one of the youngsters for the for the, for the youth team. If it's only if it's only going to be as a squad player to cover for injuries, as I've said, have the youth players sitting in the bench, Paul. Not yeah. All, but I've said that for the amount of substitutions you're allowed. Two keepers on the bench, Mark. We had last season like two keepers on the bench. Like I mean, seen other that's teams, ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Seen other teams saying that as well. Now I don't know what that's all about, Paul. You know, like it's not as this mark we're lacking numbers, Joe, because we have a one thing you could say about Celtic the last couple of seasons, Mark, is we had a too big of a squad. Well, we've had too many, like, 
fringe players. Like we had that young lad, was it that fella? He he was with her boy and the, the fella Alan Marks, or he was. Go up. Yeah, so he was another player, Mark, that a fringe player, Mark, who who we signed that never broke it, but he wasn't good enough anyway, Mark. I said that straight out, but just signing the players, Mark, who aren't good enough, taking up spaces within our squad, you know. But again, it should have been a young a young player taking in that position. Exactly. What games did Scott Allen play for us? Ten, Mark. One, two, Max, and that's how that's. Most like but Buzz is on the live chat there if he if he can figure it out fair juice to Mac but I actually can't remember. I might he might have made a few substitute appearances, Mac, but if a player can't stand out for you, Mark, it, it says a lot, doesn't it? You know? If you if you can't remember how many games a player played for like you're always kinda of in like oh he played a bit roughly about twenties, but I couldn't tell you how many Scott Allen played, Mac. But the thing that got me, Mark, is that when Lennon first came, the manager after Tony Mowbray, he, even back then, Mark, he wasn't the manager who who, who would bring in young players then either. No. In his first time, so, in, like and for Lennon to, and, and for Laurel to be higher, and considering how we, we we've good done, we we done good with selling the likes of Tierney, you know what I mean? Selling all the young players for good money, Mark. Like I I I I. I I can't put sense to the Neil Lennon appointment, Mark. Do you know what I mean? I, I really can't, like, the thinking from Peter Lyle that time, like. Because he knew that Lennon would just do whatever he wanted me to do. And best, for me, that's all it was. Lennon was never going yeah. to get another chance to manage Celtic. Peter Lyle could just offer him a, in, the, in the showers at Hamden and know that Neil Lennon would just do whatever Peter Lyle wanted me to do. That's basically what, what I think. What did, what did Lee then say when he left last time? That, uh, the reason he left because Peter Law was breaking up the squad that he built. Do you know what I mean? That he was selling all these assets and stuff like that. And then, like, he comes back in. He he comes out now and says that he wasn't left being in his backroom team. If that was the case, Neil, why did, why did you take the job? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's a big deal. Why no seeing the showers at Hamden, but... You're, 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 what kind of authority have I got? Am I allowed to bring in my coaches? Am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? He didn't bother his backside. He just said, oh, I'll do well, the job. You're playing Scott Brown over favouritism, Mark, because this is his last season. And and that's the same from John Kennedy as well, Mark, for playing Scott Brown was because it was his last season when you had Zorro that basically, Mark, gave his all for the club and when he was playing and we actually saw an improvement in the team when Zabra was playing, Mark, didn't we? You know? The team was 100% better, Paul, when he was playing. Just that, you know, the actual, even the tempo, the, the tempo and the pace that they were playing at even went up a, a notch when Soro was playing. Like, just, how, how would you think, Mark? What, what do we, the club need to do? Like, it, is it all down to Ange now, Mark, in, Giving these players a chance, or is there a collective people here that, that need to be accountable for this, like getting the players ready for the first team? Or basically, is it if Ange, if they're ready, and should be playing them? Well, if the coaches are, well, we've said it, we know that the coaches are producing good young players. Mm-hmm. It's just up to the manager to bring them into the first team squad and give them a chance. It's not even, Mark. 
playing them like it's just keeping them in the first team like do you know what I mean like I, I, I'm not talking about I'm not yes. I'm not talking about playing like shit there young Montgomery the young left back in, I mean he should be my first choice left back one game back and then vanished in for practically the last game of the season kind of a thing like you know but like keep him in the room yeah young players in the first team squad on match day on the bench a few of them if they're two or three nothing up get them on the park for some game time yes exactly or even and I mean it's no it's no rocket science Bob managers of crossed all over the world do you know what I mean the players are, they'll go on the first, they'll be on the bench for a while, they'll get their wee cameo appearances and things like that, and then... Even meaningless games, Mark, like seeing if... In a year, they become, they become better players, and even American, even doing the experience, a year mm-hmm. sitting on the bench and getting the odd wee busted during a game, starting the odd game against your, no offence to them, your St. Murns, that kind of level of team. There's nothing wrong with starting against St. Murns with two or three youngsters in the team. Exactly, but you you see it, Mark, with the top clubs now, like like some Manchester United and um, and Chelsea and uh, teams in in Italy as well, like Juventus and stuff like that. They bring these young players to their Champions League matches, like they like they might bring them on, Mark, but they're getting to experience European football within the first team, like, and that seems to be the problem, like that. Our young players aren't even getting a place on the bench, Mark. So we, they might say getting into the first team. They're not getting on the bench. They, they could be on the bench for one game and then they're vanished. Even from the bench, they're, they're, they're vanished, Mark. You know, that, that's something that, that's really kind of... Planning. Oh, planning, Mark. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, you've got to offer young players a pathway. You can't just yeah. kind of just like roll a dice and see how it works out. That doesn't work. And like you couldn't blame, you can't blame the young lad, Liam Marston, Mark, like, like Bob Munich coming in for you, like you know what I mean? For young player Mark with Bob Munich or interest. And like he's already you no know, Mark, he, he was signed to them for the under eighteens team, like a year and a half later he's up into the under twenty ones. Uh, uh, you know? And then you know, that's the plan they have for him, like in his next step no Mark he'll be stepping up into the first team. Well it will be that his next step will be that he steps up into the first team or he gets out on loan for a year and then can yes. to be part of the first team squad. Yeah, could you like imagine, Mark, maybe another year or two, Mark, he could be in the first team of Bayern Munich, like, and they're Celtic just kicking their heels, it's saying, like, you know. The Man City guy we were linked to, was it Fonseca? Yes. That was, that was his job, was it? No, he was a pathway manager for Yes. the young players at Man City. I mean, this guy, this guy, I, I spoke to Ed, Ed too about him, and he flung some names in, I can't remember, but... This guy's planning for... He's already speaking to like young players in South America and places like that. Hey, this is how your career will progress over the next three to five years if you sign for Man City. Yeah. Celtic, I can't see Celtic. You're saying it, that... They maybe say it to young players, but I don't... Well, they did execute it. Exactly. Yes, they, they, they seem to be... I think, Mark, it's from... Kind of... The under twenty ones area is kind of where we fall, you know. When they get to that, like for years, Scotland for years, Scotland's had that problem. Mm-hmm. That's not just a Celtic problem. That just seems to be all across the board in Scotland. I mean, well, like, about a four when they got to the yeah. World Cup with under sixteens back 
I don't know when that was back in the, about 1989, 1990. And I think out of the full squad, it was only Christian Daly and Paul Dickov that would only have any kind of notable career. Jesus. So Scotland got to a World Cup final, a youth level fair dues, but still a World Cup final. And yet only two, I'm sure it was only they two that would only have kind of any kind of notable kind of career. So that's kind of, that maybe, I'm not saying it is, Mac, but it could have had a knocking effect on our, our progress of uh, young players, Mac, that they're getting to a certain age, Mac, where they don't have that football to play in between that pathway to, to the first team. Like, you know, maybe they actually are that bit too young, Mark, to be playing the first team, that they actually need to be playing a bit of resolve team football, Mark, before they take that step up. And that's something that we don't have, uh, that we have next season, but we have to watch it before, Mark, we make any judgment on this, is, is the Colts League, you know. But do you think that had a, maybe a knock-on effect on our young players? Massive, Paul covered that before as well yeah for the, there not to be any reserve team football competitive football it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous for a country like Scotland it's kind of grasping for any kind of do, do you get what I mean they're grasping yes. for any kind of talent you would think they would be doing anything they could to try and improve the chances like the long term short term long term chances but it's up to it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like the Scottish FA, to me, Mark, they, they, they don't see that. Like, it's 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 Celtic who saw us and it's uh, Rangers who saw us. Do you know what I mean? That the Scottish FA don't be, to me, looking from not, not being Scottish, looking from that they, they don't see that as, as a mistake, do they? You know? Not having resolved league. Celtic voted to scrap it. Wow. And why was that? I couldn't tell you, Paul, but I'm... 99% sure Celtic were one of the teams that voted to get rid of it. It's just, it just makes, Mark, no, no, no sense to me whatsoever to have no... I don't know if it's somebody day with money or whatever it was, but Celtic were one of the teams that wanted rid of the reserve league. And, and there's been no update on that vote yet, Mark, is there, that the, the clubs uh, from the lower leagues were supposed to be Deciding maybe to start up kind of a resolve league next season, the next couple of seasons was there, or to join the league was it? Oh, uh, that there was like a kind of it was a league reconstruction thing, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, that, uh, they have the Colts team join the Denmark, wasn't this? Celtic, the uh, Rangers, Colts team, and then some teams for the Lowland League, some teams for the Highland League, or whatever it is, and they would all. It was like but then, if you look at that Denmark as a the Scottish as, league again, just. So they, well, if you're looking at that, then, Mark, not as a Celtic supporter and, and not as a Rangers supporter, but if you're looking at that, right, the only two clubs that are going to benefit from that in Scotland are going to be Celtic and Rangers because they'll have their course team either. But what's going to happen then, Mark, if the likes of Dundee United, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Hibonian, what if they want to make their, have a course team, Mark? You can't flood Colts teams into then it's just a Colts league exactly that's Colts league Mark because if Celtic win it they're more than likely going to have Rangers second Motherwell thing and they can't they can't be promoted not within that league Mark before you know it, it's a team that's finished sixth that's getting yes champions in. champions then Mark like so that is it's some sort of league like a Colts league Mark I mean you suggested has to really come into effect here doesn't it. You know? Well, we've got, we've got to do something to change it. We've got to get yeah. young players in some kind of 
competitive league. To, mm-hmm. to progress as a player for just you know, it's just I mean see if you spoke to guys from Spain or things like that about something like this, Paul, they'd probably be scratching their head and think how that's backwards. How backwards is that? Do you know what I mean? Well we are backward the the Scottish League is could you say a decade mark behind the likes of Ajax and these these other even even England, Mark, the lower leagues in England have resolves league. You know what I mean? Like the likes of League Two have a resolve team league. They they've 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 done young players playing resolves. And that's the League Two, Mark, down in England. And this is a Premier League, Scottish football Premier League with no resolve team, like you know what I mean? I think we're more than ten years behind them. <laughs> Honestly, if I compared to people like the Dutch in that. Yes. Light years behind people. You know, I know the Dutch league fell back a couple of years, Mark, before that. Like, but Mark Overmars and uh, Van der Sar came into Ajax and they restructured the whole Ajax system again. The, the way they were, when they right. came into the new system, they saw that Ajax kind of went off the way Ajax was. I know they're producing players like De Jong, who went to Barcelona, who's playing on the, the Dutch team the other day, you Van der Beek, who to me, isn't getting into Manchester United for some reason, Mark, I, I do not know. But the, the Dutch now, Mark, are producing young players again, aren't they? Aye. You know? And that's it. It's soon as like the Italians, the Germans done it a few years back as well. Yes. Like, it'll take time, like. Uh, but, but they just kind of, the, the, the Dutch, the Germans, the Italians, they see that something's not working. And then... Yes. I will maybe say, right, maybe it's no working just the new, we'll get a year and see how it goes. But see if it gets to a certain point and they, they decide it's no working, they'll change it. Exactly. Like the, and they, 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 change it, but they change it with meaningful things, Paul. It's not, I mean, it's like, how many times can Scotland restructure a league in the hope that it's going to make the game better? It's not. Exactly. Restructuring leagues isn't going to make actual. Even now, Mark. Like, football he, not anywhere. He, 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 Looking at the Premier League as it is now, Mark, is like, like playing, we, we, we call them dead rangers because that's what they're known as now, it's dead rangers, but Mark, playing them four times a year is taking the effect off the Celtic and Rangers derby, isn't this? Uh, you know? It's, it's just, just money. That's all that is. Yeah. As well. it should be, we should play the teams t- twice, a, twice a season. And the yes, it's and if you get them in the league, in the cup, then Mark, it's a bonus, like it's just, yeah. Aye, but that's even they, that's one of the things I'm getting on about them restructuring the league for the sake of it. But that's one of the things that could improve the league, as if they, they maybe need to expand the, the top division, yeah, but make sure yeah. they're only playing teams twice a season. And exactly, if you, if you, see, see, honestly, see for the money we get off the TV deal, it does it really matter what they've. I mean, well, you could maybe get more marked in because they're, they're playing each other twice and there's going to be a more demand to watch it because it's only been played twice. Do you know what I mean? It's better as you know? the saying, familiarity, exactly. contemption or something like that, isn't it? Exactly. That's what they need to do. Supposing it has expanded the league, for the first couple of years, you'll maybe get a lot of meaningless games with the teams in the middle of the table, but they'll get better as more money comes into them and things like that. Was it Jonas that was saying there when he was on Palace that Celtic played Dundee United, Mark, there when they were in the, the Premier League? Was it maybe four times in the space of two weeks or something like that? That's right, aye. I mean, that's, you know, that's bonkers. It's totally bonkers. 
Ridiculous. Look, going about as well. You say that the Sky deal, not you need to, you need to give them four old firm games and things like that. That's not true. That, that's not true. Sky, a television company isn't allowed to determine. No, exactly. They're allowed to. What if, what if Celtic or Rangers finished in the one was in the top six and one was in the bottom six? Yeah. Sky's don't get that. In the, if they've got that in their contract, that's match fixing basically, Paul. So that's how I don't believe that for a minute that it's in that in the Sky contract. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't think so. That's like saying to like the English Premier League, right? Uh, we want a man in Manchester United. And Manchester City playing four times a week. Yeah. We want every that to be the last game of the season every year. Exactly. Because we think that's going to be hooked together. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. That, sir. I've never believed that that would be a part of any kind of TV negotiations. Mm. I won't think so, Mark. And do you think? Do you think the fans down in? Uh, down, down in England would stand for that, Mark. They, they, they would not. Oh. You know, that's what they wouldn't. You know, look, it's an area, Mark. We know that has to be fixed. Uh, we just hope that the new, going by what we're hearing from them, Mark, they know it needs to be fixed, Dominic McCoy, and Ange know that it needs to be fixed because they were asked about us, and Ange is a big believer in you, Mark. So hopefully, we are going to start seeing next season, Mark. Hopefully, young players progressed into the first team. You know, it's a benefit to the club, Mark, especially Mark with Brexit and, and with the rules coming in wrong Brexit, Mark. If I know that it's, it's going to take time as well, Paul. Yes, it's not going to happen overnight, Mark. Yeah, you're not going to have five Celtic youth players coming into your first team next no, year. No, and you and you can't do that either, Mark. Oh, no. You have to breed them in. That's what that's what it's about, Mark. It's about breeding them in. Give him, giving him that experience, as you said there, if we're winning the game three or four nil up, Mark, and there's maybe 20 minutes to go and you have a hand on the game, bring in the likes of Montgomery, bring in the likes of Leo Connor, you know, see what they're like, Mark, give them a chance. You know, what, like, the thing that gets me, Mark, is that they're leaving without us even seeing them play. And to make a judge, Mark, Mark they, they might be good enough, Mark, they might be good enough. They're not good enough, fair enough. We saw, Mark, we made a judgment, they're not good enough. Let them go, but just the fact is, Mac, that they're leaving, and like, then Bennett could still leave, Mac. I know they they triggered the next. I, I believe they triggered the extension in his contract, Mark, to Celtic. But like, Mac, if he leaves without us even seeing, like, this is one of our highest young prospects we'd have in a, in a long time. We're led to believe, but how can we make that judgment, Mac, when we've only seen a glimpse of him? Well, I'm, I'm home. I'm if. I mean, he's only got a year left in his deal, didn't he? No, yeah, yeah, yes, Mark. So, like, Mark, it's either make or break now for I'd like to, him. I'd, I'd like to think of Ange. Exactly. To me, that's a classic. But he's a... Oh, that young Dembele. He's a type of player that can benefit from the way Ange plays. Well, hopefully... A fast player. Hopefully, like, some chances and we can... A, we can. A, player, a player too, Mark, I thought, would have done well, would have been free from considering how fast he was. Uh, but you know, he could have, Mark. He, 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 could, he could make, I think he's the type manager that would, he'd make players better than what they think they are. It's all about getting into their mind, Mark. And Neil Lenz certainly wasn't that kind of manager to get into a player's mind and make them better. He was, Lee Lennon was kind of a Jose Mourinho type, Mark, that he criticised it to get better. No. You know, and, and that type of manager Martin, is gone now, Mark. You're getting back to like say Martin and yeah. ex players of tell you they walk they walked out the changing room, the tunnel field ten feet tall after getting a pep talk off of Martin and they felt as if they could take on Superman after Martin and kinda 
exactly. If players can get inside that, he can get them. Like, could you imagine, like, these Celtic players now, Rick, getting that team talk today that we saw in training? We won't stop. We never stop. We keep going. We stop at half time and we start again and, and we won't stop until the final whistle, Mark. You're psyched up, Mark. Like, but you ain't that's. But you ain't Lee Griffiths shoot when you heard that. Sweating. <laughs> What did I sign that year extension for? <laughs> you know, but that that that's that, that was his advantage, Mark. He said like, if we can get a one percent advantage on the team when we go out on that pitch, that's already an advantage to your team. Like, so it's all about your mindset, Mark, before you go to a game. Do you know what I mean? I, and I think that, that that that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a confident Celtic team next season. I think. Uh, we might see a lot of injuries. I think that may be a bit a, a bit of a problem. Maybe no during games, but I think maybe in training. Because mm-hmm. I think it, well, I think the training will be quite high intensity as well, Paul. I would mm-hmm. players want to be used to playing at that intensity every week, so I could end up a few. Exactly, because I, I think Mark, like these fans came back to pre, these players came back to pre-season. They know Mark the likes of Bison and Roger came back, and we could say. A Yesi, and they saw this fast training by by Andrew the first couple of weeks. That and I say the boys are going, Jesus Christ! Like I haven't trained like this in years. Well, Rogic knows what to expect, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, even didn't he Rogic? I mean, said as well that he, even when he had him at an Australian national team, he had problems with his body. Mhm. Mhm. Just seems to be Rogic's. I don't know. You can't. I mean. How can you be, going to be injured before the even start of the season. How can you? How can you sit there? We're talking about professional football players getting paid thousands of pounds a week. Mm-hmm. Actually, talking about guys like Rogic never been fully fit. Exactly, and can't play on Astro Tough either, Mark. No, things and the artificial pitches, like you know that that's that's another a problem within Celtic market last year. Julian's another player, Mark. I believe who can't play this. Was it was it Shiminovich as well, Mark? So couldn't play, couldn't play this. You know, like the, that's that's another problem with the with, with players. Like, but that's going to say Denmark that these players have never been fully fit. No, do you know what I mean? And, they never really have, Paul. And I, I think Mark that maybe this season we're, we're going to hold on. Maybe to like to beat on Rogic and we could say Griffiths. And after that, Mark, I think that he'll see on Mark and that I I I can't see them part of his long term plans. No, I can't see I think saying about people that know the club and know the team, I think maybe that's one of the reasons. Like, Rogic knows that. To keep him around, like, Mark, exactly. But he said that, Mark. He said that he's he's a player I'd like to have around because I know him. You know, and I think he, Rogic will, maybe, we're not going to say rub off him, like, but... Roger will get the players around to his ideas. Do you get me? That can be okay. Roger tells players what he's like. Yes, yes. Players are sitting in the, the changing rooms after training saying, oh, what's that so-and-so all about with this kind of thing? And that? Yeah. Is, no, I mean, well, here, just honestly train for him, train hard, and you'll reap the benefits. Here. Wait till you get out in the park, start playing, you'll see how different it you, you feel, King. Do you know what I mean? Roger should be the type of... Maybe kind of... PR guy for Ange in the dressing room, you know. Exactly. Heads are getting down and questions are getting asked. He could be a kind of ally because he's known yes. for long. Exactly, exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, as we know, Peter Lauren 
Regina Celtic CEO has now formally ended. Celtic have submitted a termination of director document to the company house on, on Wednesday. Having joined Celtic board in 2003, uh, he has his up and downs. He he delivered Celtic numerous of trophies. He produced some good players, he produced some bad players. But his time as Celtic came to then truthfully, Mark, how will he be remembered? Will he be remembered as a failure? Uh, or will he be remembered as a success? Like, you have to think, like, I put it this way now. Instincts, your photographer, he received in 10 years' time, and you say to somebody, would you think you'd be a, be a low? You've got to bring up about most in the ten in a row and a exactly. Training. But as I've said a million times before, what he done as a CEO, it was brilliant at being the CEO. But was, get, getting money, Mark, for players, like, was... Do you know? We're advertising, we're sponsorships, getting money for players. And, well, we moaned a bit about it, but he never pushed the boat out blue money that we didn't have kind of thing we end up with the other side of Glasgow do you know what I mean but I think overall you've got to say he's been a success Paul nine in a row quadruple trebles do you know what I mean and even at that Mark like it came out there the last couple of weeks like we were the only club who didn't take the, um, the loan for the government the loan. as well that just shows Mark that Celtic still have the foundations Mark in hand, like we're still financially secure, Mark. Even with the pandemic, Mark. Of course, Celtic. we did make a loss, Mark. Rick, but Celtic. the club have in a healthy state, like we should have took that money and gave it to Charlie. Instead of giving, instead of giving it across the road, who took nearly all of it? Uh, honestly, you know that's what Celtic should have done. They take it and either get to the Celtic Foundation or some other kind of charity, you know, a homeless charity, because it through this pandemic. Get to the NHS. Get to Mikey's. Mikey. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't even give Mikey the. They wouldn't even give Mikey a pitch. Mine said fucking three million pounds, huh? <laughs> but but Mark, like as you said, there, Mark. But they might so, keep him in the centre circle with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I think I get a better ball trimmer than Manscaped, Mark. If I trim it. <laughs> well, you can't say that. There isn't any better one. No, there's not. There's not. But that's why Paul couldn't podcast last night. <laughs> I was suspended. Landscaping <laughs> injury. I got nips and ticks in my sack. But Mark, there is fans out there who just detest love, and I'm on the same board as you, Mark. Like he he kept the club financially secure, Mark. You you can't doubt that. Fair enough, Mark. There's areas the club need to modernise, like but. But name, 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 none, of these fans, none of these fans were moaning, Mark, when we were getting nine in the row. Exactly, Paul. They weren't moaning when we were winning nine in a row and quadruple trebles and things like that. And if you did moan, that's where you get shot, didn't we? Yeah, and I was looking there, Mark, on the top uh, transfer deals in Scotland and the top ten are all Celtic, like. You know what I mean? Like, that just shows the, the module that he brought into Celtic, like, buying these young players and of course like coaches help too Mark like Sir Ronnie Dyla and Blendon Rogers help like that like progressing these players but he has to be he has to be applauded Mark to, from getting the club and I think Mark there is a lot of pressure on Dominic McCoy because the club is financially secure Mark if he needs to modern 
the club still need to be making money, Mark. And you can't say that Peace Lord wasn't making the club money, Mark. He was making the club money. Everything that Dominic McKay does as well is going to be compared to what Peter Lowe would, would have done. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Everything, whether it's, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, is going to be a Peter Lowe wouldn't have done that. And that's it, Mark. Yes. Just really, I mean, I know this. It's going to be compared to uh, Being kept... Craig Taylor. It's going to be it's constantly compared to Tierney. Uh, Lowe's it's went, he's gone now, it's time to move on and get, I mean, he's staying on for two years as an advisor. I don't know if he's getting that sort of paid role now, and I keep joking about it. Uh, but at some point, I mean... But, Mark, it is, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is an, it is an ally, Mark. Like, it's a benefit to, to, to McCoy. They still have Def- Peter Law on the phone because... Just to have Peter he- Law at the end of the phone. Nib- exactly. Nobody knows... Better and I, between, I, 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 think, I, I think I think Lord knows the Scottish FA mark with the back of his hand as well. And like uh, that 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 question there, as like we spoke how stupid it was, Mark, but it did make sense. Like, can you stand up to the Scottish FA? Can Celtic stand up to the Scottish FA, Mark? Are, are they, do, do we not know Peter Lord stood up to Mark? Are Celtic actually hitting a brick wall? In standing up to the Scottish FA, like you know, because how biased they are towards one club, you know, I said to hit the brick wall, you know. I, I think Peter Lowe will, I think a lot of Peter Lowe's attitude was, I don't know how, what would the word be, indifferent. I think mm. as long as long as we weren't talking Scotland and except Peter Lowe, I don't think, I mean, the res- resolution 12 thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people seem to think that was an anti-Rangers thing. That was an anti-SFA, SPFL thing. That's yes. what And that was the chance. And you, and you said too, Mark, that still being involved in Europe, like, like, like we thought that you, you you would have to be kind of attached to a club. Maybe that's how he's been kept on in this advisory role for two years, Paul. Exactly. And what's... He's still technically a Celtic employee, maybe. And what's, what's his role? Is that like the restructuring of the Champions League that we saw with Ajax when he was That's the kind in of contact with Van der Sar and stuff like that? Like, is this, yeah? Like, uh, trying to make sure, basically trying to make sure that the wee teams who play the wee, the, wee, mm-hmm. the wee countries like us in Scotland, Holland, basically fighting so that we don't get left behind with, this, with all these Super League fancy shenanigans and things like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's the voices like guys like Van der Sar, Peter Lowell. They're there for like the smaller nations, the big clubs that are in smaller nations. Exactly. Kind of thing and make sure, try and keep it as fair as they can. Although, well, I think Mark, I, I, I we spoke about that in previous pods. I, I think that ship has sailed. I don't think you're going to. It's it, it's getting harder, and I think that's why they bought in this Conference League, which to me is a I, I wouldn't like said to be playing at Mark because it's a league of, of teams who don't deserve or aren't good enough to be in Europe. You know, at the moment, Mark, I think Celtic's level is Europa League. But I mean, that's that Conference League, why did, why not just expand the Champions League and expand the Europa League then? Take, exactly. Rather than come up with this third level. But I mean, that's coming back the way, Paul, because we used to have three European trophies. 
Cup and the Cup. Aye, and they done. But, and Manchester United, what they, was it? They, they were the last team to win it when they beat Barcelona. I think Mark Hughes got the. Nine, was it? Did they get the head out of that? Ninety-two, I think that was. Yeah, they, they win the. Won that. They, the voice, the voice, uh, sharp I think they had the voice of Manchester. What did it? What did it win? Oh. That UEFA Cup went longer than that, Paul, because I'm sure we played PSG in the UEFA Cup about 95 or 96. Yeah, we well, did. did good team. Did they win it, though, didn't they? Manchester United, didn't they? I remember, oh, I remember Mark Hughes. I did win it. I remember Mark, Mark Hughes going to goal, or was I dreaming? Oh, that was 91 or 92, man. You won the Cup, Winners' Cup. But I think it went on later, longer than that, Paul. I don't think I was taking strong stuff at that age, Mark, but I don't <laughs> But it's just, just another, uh, just no really, it's just insignificant really into this. Yeah. But I mean, what is it? Is, is it the UEFA Conference League or the Europa Conference League? Or what's it actually called? The the Conference League, UEFA Conference League. And Conf- who's in that for Scotland? I, I think it's uh, Aberdeen, I think, isn't it? They didn't actually qualify for the Europa League this year. I think they went into the Conference League, didn't they? I think Aberdeen went in, and Tottenham, Tottenham Hospital went into uh, the, the Conference League as well. But I, the, for, I don't know why they did, well, they don't like to expand the Champions League because... But there you have, there no Mark, right? They have money, kind of thing for the... You, the you Tottenham Hospital, you Tottenham Hospital tried to set up this Super League, right? And there they are, they can't even qualify for the, the, the Europa League, and they're, they're in the Conference League this year. Like, what superpower is Tottenham Hospital? They haven't even won Europe. Well, neither's Man City. No. It just neither's you know, PSG. You know, you know it's, it's just money, Paul, that's all it was. Money. You know, it's, it's just... I mean, you, you've, you've been on the forum long enough. How many times have I spoke about that over the years? This European mm-hmm. Super League and folk... Ah, that's never... That's just... No, they're not even... I knew... But they, they were there, Mark. No, Checking to kick out the legs of... Real Madrid and Barcelona, but again they're going to be in it's no the, the Champions League. They'll be coming you know, in the next two years or so with a new proposal about this. I think so. I don't think it's the it's certainly not the end of it, Mark. Without doubt, I think now they'll they'll wait and see what plans UEFA head have for for these big teams, like because that's all it is, Mark. They want to they want to be they want their losses back for what they lost in the pandemic. You know, uh, but the, the thing is, these big teams. To see this break, I mean, they just they didn't want. They did, that was the UEFA sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Basically, these big teams just want to see every penny that was going into the, their competition. They wanted that for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Advertising, sponsorships, even to, like the rights to stream your own games and all. Cause that, I mean, imagine you, imagine Manchester United, the rights to stream their own games across. Imagine it. Do you know what I mean? Imagine how much how much Sky would lose, huh? I mean the amount of I mean Manchester United support wise are the biggest club in the world. You know what I mean? You go to places like Asia and things like that, and they're massive over there. And, I mean imagine that Man United just being able to stream. But that's going to Mark. And all the money's just going to them. And just appointment Mark is 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 going to open up a new fan base for Celtic within Asia. Do you know what I mean? Because definitely will. Do. He's, 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 like, who applauds their manager, Mark, when he leaves the club and puts up banners, we love you, you're your you're boss. Like, even the fans were calling him boss. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to open up 
an area where Celtic haven't a commercial market it could be financially benefit to Celtic like well, you know a lot of people think that was what well, probably did to some today with why we signed the likes of your knacker mm-hmm. people like that exactly because you, you know, it does all, I mean other teams throughout the world days pardon me there'd be some some perfect as well by a Again, Real Madrid buy some young player from the other side of the world. It boosts their profile to earn that bit of the world. Exactly, and there'd be some Sell- one for a devil in the, Sell- in the group. Selling jerseys with the guy's name and things like that. Just going on about jerseys, Mark. There'd be one for then the group who follows Rangers and he ordered his Castro jersey from Scotland. And by the time it gets delivered in the shipping, he just come up with a blue t shirt. <laughs> Did you see the jerseys already? And the stuff falling off from already. And you said to me today, what you said me, Newcastle after one, after one of the Rangers tops didn't even have a badge on it. I've seen this. I've seen it. Oh, and Mike Ashley doesn't have shares in that mark. Do, That's it. Do you honestly think Mike Ashley would like a story make uh, make, make Newcastle's catch if he's not making money out of it? Exactly. He's gets, exactly. Is it, who was it? They were way Puma went to the were way. I'm sure he's involved with Puma as well. He's got shares in Puma and things like that as well. Which surprised me, by if, if he invested in the thing like and the, I think that's that, that that's a, an interesting topic to watch closely. Is is, is that uh, that case between himself and and uh, the old co you call him? Uh, moving on, Mark. The the last topic of, of the night is is from the live chat. It's uh, director of football. Uh, it, it was from Buzzbomb, I think, and like just said, what about a director of football? Well, one fan who came out in the last couple of hours who said he would be interested in director of football's role is Mark O'Neill. <sighs> yeah, I think Mark... But, I don't know. But the, you know, I think it needs to... What about being director of football, Paul? So I'm saying, Mark, it needs to be a modern... Uh, I think that role, Mark, needs to be for a young... Not, not a young man, Mark, but so, someone who has experience in that role. Experience of working behind the scenes in a, a, a big club. Mm-hmm. He's a director of football role. You can't really... No, I mean, normal guys probably can't comprehend and understand what kind of jobs these guys are doing. It's big and just talking about breathing, living, breathing football 24-7. Director of football's got to do that as well. Like, I like I could see, I could see Ange Mark like I, uh, yeah. in a year's time stepping uh, away from Celtic as manager and going into a director's football one because the way Dan McCoy was talking about that like, his knowledge is just supposed to be unbelievable. Like you, you know, Dominic McKay, the mayor kind of even looking back on that interview and things the way he was talking about McKay. Yeah, I really do think it, it's maybe been McKay that's came up with Ange's a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I think we're going to see. I, I, you, 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 the, but the that's no because yeah, Paul. I mean, but the director of football, although doesn't have to come in, Mark. No, but although after tec- the season, although, like, although technically you would say he's Angie's boss, but he's not he's still part of Angie's backroom staff as well. 
Certainly, Mark, did Denmark Ange make the decisions about the first team? They, He's they, first team forward. Well, but they two that's working close together, Ange and whoever the director of football is Because that's the... Does it see people going on about getting rid of Kennedy or keeping Kennedy on? I think, to me, the director of football rules just as important, if not as important, to getting Ange's like, immediate stuff exactly. right. Daddy, I think, exactly. honestly, I'm sticking by it. If a director of football appointed in the next two months, yeah. We don't know, Mark. Ange could have a director of football that he knows, that, that he, he'd recommend to him, or because he's going to open up a different market, Mark, that we want in. He could recommend someone. But other day, I'm sure that Yokohama is not it's a sporting director. They've got, I looked up their stuff the other day and it came up a sporting director, but we see that's just plain with words, really, isn't it, Paul? Exactly, Mark. I think you look up now, Mark, it's going to be linked to the Celtic, really, isn't this? You know? Uh, that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, as you know, this show was sponsored by Manscaped, Grooming for Men. The Euros are all about Brian Rights and Sean Pride for your country's squad. With the help of today's sponsors, Manscaped, you will definitely be Sean Pride in your squad. With Manscaped, you can now trim your personal pitch without the fear of racking your bollocks. Unlock that confidence and join the movement of the exclusive offer of you to 20% off free worldwide shipping with Celtic Rumours TV at manscaped.com. Manscaped is changing the way men approach their grooming with Performance Package 3.0. The men's bundle includes a Lamo 3.0, Weed Racker, Performance, Boxers Grief, a Travel Kit, formulations to help you upgrade and groom your game. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of doing the defence because of the third generation trimmer. Features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents to advanced skincare technology. That's even waterproof technology, lead light so you can groom in the shower. We all know how terrible that can be when you clean up that area can be. If you if you held back from the nose hairs before. We have the performance solution for you, the weed whacker, ears and nose trimmer. The trimmer has the same manscape priority skin technology, which helps produce those nicks, ticks and tucks that I spoke previously that Mark suggested that I had. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is, is a major turn off. Imagine if you have significant other standards growing some nasty nose hairs, pretty sure you wouldn't be taken so keen either. Don't forget about the bundle comes with a crop preserver, ball deodorant, anti-chapping ball deodorant, and moisturizer and crop reviver ball toner. A toner for your testicles with that infused aloe vera for that little tickle. <laughs> you will have to want to join the Bollock Sack Beauty contest of using the crop preserver. Check out the website for cool products including the clone, the foot duster, foot deodorant, which is, is what you need after your stinky football bag. Get 20% off your order with our code CelticGloomsTV at Mancosi. Trim your bits before you stick in our tits. The Bars and Barber podcast. Thanks, folks, for the live chat. I now hand off to Mark to close the show. Thanks very much, Paul. That was interesting. I just put in my bit of my own bits, Mark, I think. <laughs> I don't know why I know about your own bits, Paul. <laughs> 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 I sent you a picture on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs>
I've got, I've got a, a chicken in there for Yoda. That's good enough. That remains me enough. Thank <laughs> everybody for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it uh, tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll be back on Sunday and we're planning maybe getting a few of the lads on if they're available. So uh, thanks again. Uh, remember subscribe and share the podcast about and remember and hit the like button. Thanks very much, lads. Good night and God bless. Hail, hail. Sorted. That was a good show, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.